Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. It's your host, Chris, here with Ro and Brandon. This is another joint TIFF slash uh, award season review uh, because I did get to see this film, The Boy and the Herring, at TIFF, and Ro and Brandon just saw it. And I think the film also is releasing wide at this point, so we're dropping this around uh, the 8th, which is when this film goes wide. Um, where is the synopsis for this? I actually just had it a couple seconds ago. Um, a young boy named Mihito uh, uh, is yearning for his mother's ventures into the world state shared by the living and the dead. There are death, there, there death comes to an end and life finds a new beginning. Um, what did you guys think of this film? Um, first of all, my first question is, nigga, you watching animes now? Because I thought you were like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not watching animes, but this film, I don't watch animes, but because this film was getting so much buzz, I felt like Mm -hmm. I had to, and Tiv had a bunch of films that weren't, there were no American, there basically almost, some, there were some films on the stage, but most films at Tiff were international, and this is one of the ones that was getting, um, buzz, so I, it was either this or some other films I kind of didn't want to watch, so I sucked up and did it, so, this is, there's a one-off. So, don't think that Chris. So, is, don't think Chris was going to do animes. So just saying, yes. Follow-up follow question. Follow-up question, sir, for the player. Um, so you have never seen any other Ghibli films? I don't think so. Okay. Like not even that Princess Mononoke. Okay, so we're gonna flip this. Chris, you go first. <laughs> we're, yes. Well, thank you, Ro. We're gonna flip this. You're gonna give us your opinion of this anime that you sat and watched this once in a lifetime event that just occurred. Yeah, this shit's so. never happening again. Okay, <laughs> right. No, I thought the film was good. And also like you've never seen any other Ghibli film. So I am I need to hear your take on this because this is this film is so Ghibli. Like this, so I don't this know film what, is so I don't know so what that means. Unique. I don't know what that means. Any other films before you've seen this? But go ahead, please. I don't know what that means. Uh if you mean I know you it's don't, weird. I, yeah, right, right. That's what I'm saying. If you're saying it's weird and got a bunch of anime shit in there. Yes, it's all that shit. Yes, I admit that. And it's also why I usually don't watch animes. I did not hold that against this film. It is a good film. Um, uh, yeah, I, it's that thing too. It's like I didn't know when I signed up to go watch The Boar and the Herring, I didn't know I was watching an anime, coming in to watch an anime. There's a lot of, this is what happens to me a lot when I go to TIFF. I go to TIFF, watch a film, I'm like, huh, okay, cool, I'm getting here and buzz, I'm gonna go sign up for it. And then I'm sitting in the film going like, Oh god damn it. <laughs> like we're gonna get to this. We're gonna get to this. We talk about the color purple. When I said that I go like, oh god damn it's a musical. God damn it. Now I will say I will say now I will now I will say now I will say I will say, unlike what's gonna happen when we talk about the color purple, I was at least pleasantly surprised and enjoyed my time watching the boy in the hearing. Um it's one of the things. Um yeah, I mean here's the thing. I don't you're right, I don't watch anime. But I also understand enough of the uh, what anime looks like and the weirdness that comes with anime so it doesn't i can tr- shift my brain and be like you're gonna see some weird shit just go with it right and that's what i did and so when you go with it no i enjoyed this film i i like this film i think it's also it's between this and i haven't seen it yet but i know you both i think have seen the new godzilla film right yes i have not i'll be watching it tonight though okay 
But it's like, even that, right? Godzilla going back to his weird... Here's all the weird thing, too. The fact that I don't watch anime, but I do love Godzilla. So there is that. So again, I am... I know I am just a rolling contradiction. I know. That's just what it is. Go with it. That is such Um, a nice way to describe yourself. I'm just saying. It's just what it is. Like, you have it. I just... I admit it, right? Just... There's a weird thing. Um, But I think between this and that, right? There's also this whole both thing about also having a story based in Japan around either during the war or post-World War II times that you can... I think that's also the thing that kind of worked with me with this film is kind of seeing that aspect of it too. And that actually helped me see it's weirdness, but it also this is also around a really fucked up time for Japan. So um, I, I kind of get it. Um, and that kind of helped because uh, I'm not going to lie. There's just some... There's some, there's some some weird things that kind of caught me off guard. Like when I realized like his new mom is also his aunt and I was like, Excuse me, what? What are we doing here? Like, like, so things like that, I had to get, I'm not gonna lie, I had to be like, just go with it. I had to keep telling myself, just go with it. But no, I overall enjoyed it. Like I said, it's, it's different, it's weird, but like, I think for y'all that love this kind of shit, it's, it, y'all gonna love it. So, yeah. Like, when I, when I say like, this is the, one of the most like Ghibli films, just the amalgam of all the things that make Studio Ghibli films great, and you've, you've seen certain aspects of this film, um, compartmentalized throughout his filmography, right? In certain films, they do this type of animation. In other films, they don't do that. They'll do this type of animation. The music is always amazing. The score is always amazing. So that's probably the, the most like central thing about Miyazaki is it's like, you're going to get that. But the art, the animation is the thing that can be very different depending on his, depending on which film you're watching. Like you're not going to, you're not going to really compare like, you're not going to really compare Spirited Away to like Arietti, right? When it comes to particular animation stuff that's done. And I think The Boy and the Heron starts off doing this thing where his films will show you weird, weird stuff happening with characters that can be kind of off putting. And he won't, and he'll show it, he'll show it broken apart. What I mean to say about it is, he does. He, he'll she'll show it in like segments, and he won't explain it. What's happening? It sh- it just happens. Um, you know, for instance, like in 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 uh, in, in I'm, I'm messing it up. In uh, was it is it How's Moving Castle? Is that the row? Correct me here if I'm wrong. I need to know what your point is before I can say if you picked the right movie. Would, but there is a House it's, Moving it's Castle. The one with Christian Bell. Right. Yes. So in House Moving Castle, Christian Bell, the one where Christian Bell voices, there is there are scenes where one of the characters randomly ages and then unages. And it's not explained. It just kind of happens when you first see it. The boy in Heron does stuff like that with the crane with the with the, the bird character. <laughs> like it it looks like a bird at some at first in the beginning. And then it starts to, I don't know what word to describe, it starts to look like it's mutating in this very weird fashion in the way, especially when it's mocking the main character. And he does stuff like that. And it's like, it gets explained later. It's not, but he'll he'll introduce you, introduce it to you blatantly without explaining, explaining it. And for me, it's the stuff like that that makes these films so enjoyable to watch because it's like, what the hell is going on with these characters? And you have to actually spend time and sit and listen and watch to get into that aspect of it. But it also starts off with a really strong backstory 
this one does. It starts off really dark. Yeah. And I thought that was like a, a huge motivation to continue to watch the film to see where it was going to take this main character. Right. I, I, I do but think yeah, in some sense. Gabriel. No, I do think in some sense, a lot of what you're saying is this was originally supposed to be Ms. Jockey's last movie. So it was his big, huge farewell. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's, it really is kind of amalgamation of all of his, like the 2D techniques they use, the way that he uses and in, integrates other animation styles that are um, at Studio Ghibli. But it's also like this, this big, huge celebration of light and color. But he does have a very unique dream logic, and it is extremely on display in The Boy and the Heron. But mm-hmm. the thing that works is the thing that you just said. For all the things that he kind of will point out to you and the way that he will do things, and you're not too sure if you're looking at like something supernatural or if somebody you slid into someone's dream space, or you're not too sure if you've gone into like somewhere magical or if you're, you're like, you know, this movie is probably the most rooted and grounded because it's sadness and he's playing around with ideas of grief. And then you realize that you're not going to a dreamscape. You're going to another, a, a literal realm. Um, and the part of this, it, it, part of his quest at this point has to do with, you know, understanding what that realm is, how it's happening. And it's all kind of spiraling around family and legacy and past is future and, you know, present is in, is past and all of those things. I watched this movie um, subbed, not dubbed the first time. The second time I saw it, the first time I saw it, it subbed. Uh, it's got a solid, it's got a solid um, voice cast. And I think it's one of the few times that you can say that all of the Western actors really kind of understood that they needed to come to work and they needed to act. Um, and no one phoned anything in. But I do believe, like, for some weird reason, Robert Pattinson had the best understanding of how he was supposed to play his character with the voice for the Grey Heron. But watching it with the subtitles, with the Japanese, it kind of gives you a different feeling in the sense that how they translate what people are saying is slightly different than what they give you when they give it to you with them speaking it out. Oh, you said Robert Pattinson. Take... I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, he not the voice. And I was like, oh, for the, for the, gotcha. Okay. For the gray heron. Yeah. I was like, what the, that's not the, who's, I was like, oh, oh, okay. I realized for the English version. I was like, that's not who's listening. What are you talking about Robert Pattinson? There's two Robert Pattinson? Yeah. And I, and I realized what you're talking and, about. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. No, like I, you watch, I'm assuming you watch it in Japanese. Yes. Yeah, so there is a dubbed version, um, and that has a very strong. And I was just for the people who were going to go see this, and they're going to watch the dubbed version. It's got a solid cast, like the voice cast. They came to they came to work. They understood, um, and they really kind of played in. And Mark Hamill's in here as the granduncle, and I it, there's not a lot of it, but you can tell it's Mark as soon as he starts talking. Uh, Christian Bale is back again as Sochi. Uh, um, Luca Pandova is playing the lead voice. I feel like everything really fits, especially after having seen what the voice cast looked like and who they gave for the, the 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 Japanese original version with the subtitles. None of it t- pulls you out of the movie. Everything kind of keeps you in and holds you. And it's always this really weird stuff. And I don't know what it is with Mizaki and this thing about having weird, creepy ass animals that he then anthropomorphizes as his gateway. And, but there's just something indescribably weird, but rational about everything that he does. And it's a slow pace and it takes a movie because again, it's set, you know, war and post-war time 
so it's more grounded than some of the other ones that you get but like he doesn't pull any punches visually he's not he's not resting on what people think is a quote ghibli thing in the story while so like from the like it's extravagant visually but playing around with his dream logic and his his how he wants to navigate the idea of grief and having to make a choice to be here in the realm of the living and the 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 journey he wants he takes this just poor child on it's great but he also has these like moments of absurdity and hilarity it's not trying to lighten the mood but it just kind of gives it more of a rounded emotional experience so yeah mizaki is still capable of magic so i liked this movie ironically enough it is still not my most it's in my top three of um animated movies for 2023 but i think it's i think it might not be my number one is it suzumi i i mean there's something about the story in that other movie suzumi that kind of held me more I don't, maybe, I don't know. The pace in The Boy and the Heron is extremely laconic, and maybe it was just the mood I was in when I saw it the second time. But I've seen both movies more, and I find them both compelling for different reasons, but I think I resonated a little bit more with what they were doing in Suzumi than The Boy and the Heron. It could just be that I just don't want to, you know, contemplate the existential questions that The Boy and the Heron prompts to make you want to think about, because, you know... 2023 is kind of beat the shit out of me, and maybe I just well, don't think, want to go there. Well, maybe well, that's yeah. what it is. And I'll also think, and I think that the story, again, the setting and the time period and what they did, again, the way this film opens up, I mean, it's basically, I, I can't tell. Was it supposed to be, was it, a, it got firebombed, or was that just a, a fire? I'm pretty sure it got bombed, right? I yeah, no, I'm it, pretty sure that somebody dropped a right. bomb. Right, that's the um, thing too. It's like there's a whole aspect of the war that's underneath this whole thing that they're kind of saying but not saying at the same time. Kind of just kind of very similar to the, how they do in a lot of the Godzilla films and things like that, where you realize that as a Western people, sometimes Western folks don't understand that's what the whole thing about this shit is. Right? I'm learning watching this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're just like, oh yeah, just a fire. Oh, oh, poor fire happened at the the factory. Like, oh no, his father works at a factory that's making weapons of war. They're in Tokyo. Oh my God! This is probably one of the fire bombings of Tokyo. And right. You just, and you just sit there going like, "Oh shit!" Okay. And I think that, yeah, that but- to, and to me, that's the thing of why I was like, again, I don't normally do anime films. I understand there's a lot of this stuff happens. Don't, don't, don't do that thing where people are going to try. Well, let me recommend you. Don't, don't do it. Don't try it. I'm gonna tell you right now. Rowan, did I say you. anything? I, I, I didn't say nothing. you. I didn't say you. I'm talking to other people. Other people listen to this. Who want to try? Don't try. It's not going to happen. It won't happen. I will. I will purposely not watch it out of spite. The only reason why I watched <laughs> this is because nobody actually told me to watch it. I did it on my own. So don't do that shit. However, I will say, mm-hmm. watching it come to that. That's the thing that actually got I me mean, again. And the way that scene happens, it's actually done from a very the animated style and the way it's done is actually done really well. It's kind of sad. And again, that whole thing of. Again, there's there's even a moment here later on when you're like watching like the father brings home some of the stuff that they were they were building because they're like yeah yeah because you know we're making stuff over there and like the the mom slash aunt which is also so very weird to me um says something like 
yeah, don't forget about, you know, yeah, you know, we gotta, don't forget about the people that die, because you're like, yeah, the factory keeps getting bombed. So they bring some things home, and I'm looking at, the, I'm looking at the canopies, and I'm like, um. You know those, what those are for. I'm like, those are for kamikaze, right? Those are, those are not just, those are not just regular, like, zero fighter canopies. I'm pretty sure he's building kamikaze. Oh, like, it was that kind of thing, and I was like. And it, yeah, right, and, and that's why I right. like this movie so much in the sense that, you know, sometimes you have a much more cohesive through storyline, but I think that because Mizaki was co originally contemplating this as being like his last, mm -hmm. he, some of the things that he felt that he needed to be a bit more heavy handed audio verbally he didn't do in that in this movie like mm -hmm. you 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 have to pay attention and i think that's might be why it clicked for you it was yeah. a lot of show don't tell yeah right? and that's what it was and so i was like i was like i'm like he too so it was, it was that he was doing that i was like also i'm like his son and the other boys are basically going to military school um they're basically being trained to become a cut i'm like i'm watching this shit going like no no yeah uh, yeah uh, but I'm like, oh, oh this is full on wartime. This is yeah, yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, so we just gonna, oh, and, and, then, and then to me it was like, oh, so we're not gonna talk about that? And I was like, I got excited. I was like, oh, oh, we're not gonna talk about it. I was like, oh, that's even better. We just gonna do the movie pretend, and we gonna make it all. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Cool. I was like, yep. all right, I'm in. I'm in. We're not gonna be heavy handed yep. on it. We're not gonna. We're not gonna tell. We're not gonna tell the people that actually know what, what we doing here. I'm, okay. Cool. I'll go with this. And that's that's yeah. another thing about Mizaki. He's like, I don't care about your concept of cohesion. If it's cohesive for me, it works. All of mm -hmm. the all of these things are supposed to be on multiple levels. And he's one of the few people in the game who understands that if you do the visual right, you don't then need to have someone do the 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 conversation. Like because the father's having a conversation about work, mm -hmm. and he's talking about you know all these different things. And then you have, but like one of the first moments that happens in this movie, it's not a spoiler. It's just a thing that happens. Um, is when he get he and his father get to the town that they're moving to outside of Tokyo, um, which if you know about the war, is they started moving where some of the plants were to try to stop having them all be bombed. Um, it's just very matter of factly they're moving there. He's clearly been going there. <laughs> Once you get there and realize what's up with the his new I'm mama, just, I'm just, I he's can't, clearly can't... been going there for a while without um, his son. I'm just like, but they're I'm now. Like, are we doing that now? Are we yeah. just are we just gonna okay. Right. But see, he doesn't feel like he needs to explain things that are simply cultural norms. And it's not unusual, mm -hmm. especially back in the day, that a widow might marry somebody else in the family. Yeah, I know. I, I, I get it. I like, just, it's just like, one of the things like, like, like that. that, that, that it just one of those things. Know, of, I know, but... Or Western sensibilities, you're like, oh, so you just moving on to the sister? Right, right exactly. I'm just like, yeah, oh, we not gonna, we not gonna talk about that, it. I'm like, okay. He does that constantly in his films, like he does, especially the cultural and, and historical aspects. He never explains them. He because his films, he's like, if you're here, so accept what we give you. Yeah, he's like, accept he what we give just, you. Uh, his films are, if you know, you know. His, he 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 makes very deep, deeply rooted. If you know, you know that part was for you. Films. And you can go but, like white audiences love his film, but I definitely feel like the way they look at some of his films is like, oh, it's a kid's film. It's like, I'm like, dude, it's really this not. This whole film look, is about like death and, you know, like, you know, clutching I, and I get, humanity. I get yelled at all the time. Not a happy film. <laughs> I get yelled at all the time about when I want to talk about what are my favorite Studio Ghibli movies and why so many of them are Mizaki. They're like, oh, you don't get it. And this and that and the other. But it's because. 
One, I've never believed that animation is a medium that belongs only to children. Um, mm -hmm. And I never will. And thank God that Guillermo del Tomo is a, is a loud enough voice that now he's starting to get people to come back to the fullness of believing in animation as a medium to tell rich, in-depth, complicated existential stories that don't have to pander or cater to any any age level that if you make a good movie, you'll find your audience. And if you give it the right rating, you'll find all of your audience. Mizaki has always believed that. Most of his movies are PG-13, which is why I always be weird when people tell me, oh yeah, we just put this on in the background. I was like, that movie's about death. Um, are you ready to have a conversation about death with your child? Like that whole thing with the stars falling from the sky, that was a bomb. What are you, mm -hmm. what's your child watching mm -hmm. without your supervision? But but I love the fact that if it's just something that you think is beautifully visually stunning, that you can just kind of let that take you away. And he's still, it's still a beautiful journey for you. It may be more of a fairy tale esque journey for you. But as you get older or you have subsequent watches, you'll realize that he's been giving you something. So I don't believe this idea that, that people think that there has to be a certain brand of cohesion and neither. And the reason why most of the Studio Ghibli movies that are in my top 10 are. Zaki movies is because neither does he. So I, I, I like, like the things that Chris liked about this movie, the things that made him say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm with it, have always been the things that I've liked about how he told this story. But the other side, and the reason why I said, maybe I have to check my gut for why this isn't necessarily my favorite animated movie of the year is, this movie is existentially heavy. There's a lot of stuff going on here. It's like concepts about like being a good person and malice and the what you put out into the universe shapes the world around you he's playing around with all of those themes and he's doing it in some really interesting ways he's like you lashing out and the harm that could do and then someone else and the decisions that then make them made that could be bad and detrimental you know you and how you react can cost somebody else love of a person because that person feels like it might be better if they're just gone all of that stuff in this movie and none of it's heavy-handed and and like and he does and and like he's playing with like family and connection and it's all just so beautiful but he's not always trying to be encouraging he makes you kind of confront uh some stuff that you just might want to just blithely just not but yeah this is this is a surreal existential wonderland what would you guys give it out of 10 Nine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nine. Pretty yeah, much nine. I was the same way too. Um, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> again, not no. Again, one off. Don't 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 think that's the shit gonna happen on the podcast. Just just saying. Um, but if you can <laughs> trick me into watching this shit, because Ro knows this all the time, she didn't do it this time. I can't blame her. Um. No, yeah. I mentioned it, and you're like, all right, well, I'll think about it, and then we never talked about your tiff list again. Yeah. I said it one time at the very. I beginning knew that she was gonna have it. Like, wait, y'all, you watch the anime now? I knew that. I knew that was the first thing. I, you didn't say anything to me. I, I, I mm -mm. Brandon didn't say it beforehand, and he, mm -mm. he caught it, and I was like, damn it, it caught me. I did watch one anime. So that's <laughs> all. That's why when you told me what you were doing, all I was saying was cool. Yeah. And I shut the hell up because I wanted you to say shit. When he put, I wanted you to actually. When he put go. it up here for you later. I was like, oh, this yep. nigga watched an anime. I'm even gonna bring yep. it up because I want to. I want to happen. I need to hear how <laughs> yep. this happened. I'm giddy right. with delight over here, so, bro. I'm yeah. giddy. 
All right, that's why well, I just yeah. said cool because I knew I knew we all know you're a curmudgeon yeah. and you're petty and you're spiteful mm-hmm. and and you're stubborn and contrarian. Listen, but everybody can be broken. I, I'm, I'm tr- I want to. There's there's a show right now. I want to trick him into watching because he's not. I, I he's not going to be able to tell me he didn't like it. But I'm not even going. I'm not. I'm gonna find a way. I am listen. I am not wasting my. <laughs> Tokens, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm saying, hey, listen, listen, I'll I'll listen, I'll I'll put it this way, guys. This one doesn't count. This one doesn't count as as, as against you guys because you, I did, I did, I did it myself, organically, I did it myself. Um, so that one, this one doesn't count. So, and actually, so Jumi doesn't either because I did, I did need to see that. Um, that was on the list, so I, you know, you, you, no, that doesn't count. That's an awards that I'm, I'm suggesting that. For words purposes, not because I'm trying to trick you into watching an animated movie. I know. So I'm just saying that one doesn't count either. So anyway, there you guys have it. That is a review for The Boy and the Herring. Uh, It is out in theaters now, so you can go go see that. Uh, You can find it it in IMAX, y'all, and it is worth IMAX. And I would say yes. You know what? You know what? Having I I didn't agree with what they were doing with you, Ro, where they were trying to say you had to go see it in the theaters, but like I also understand. Like I think it was bullshit. But I also understand. Yeah, because it is a beautiful I, I, film. I was honest. I was like, I know you have. I know it's on VXX. I have an account. Yeah. Just, just, just I activate know. my code. You need so. just work with me. And she's like, I can't do it. Um, <sighs> I'm. They're not. I'm like, if it's not already in your I, queue, I will, they're not I, letting me. But I will. I will. I will be honest with you. If you see it in the theaters, you're not going to be upset. So there's that. So. Oh no, 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 no. I. This was worth getting up, leaving my house. And like, there's one woman who sat next to me, who like halfway through this movie, I saw it click what was happening what the point was and where this was going and then she was just sobbing oh she was a wreck her <laughs> she was like this movie wrecked her she's like it was over she's like i need to call my mom i'm like oh my god girl you got broke this movie hmm. this movie broke her so, but it was have... beautiful and it was worth going in imax and yeah so. i mean there's a reason they do an anniversary every year for these films where they put them back in theaters for like a weekend yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. this one is From coming like out september through fucking december it did it just ended the last one that's going on i think it was last week it spirited away um but because mm-hmm. they didn't want it to conflict with the release of the boy and the heron but yeah i think last week was the last one of the studio ghibli um but but the boy and the heron is coming out mastered for IMAX. So it's not like they're just throwing it in there. They 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 thought about mm-hmm. this being an IMAX. Yeah. So there is a mastered cut for IMAX of the boy and the heron. And it is beautiful. Yeah. Well there you guys have it. Okay. Uh find the rest of our reviews on mtrnetwork.net. Uh search for movie trailer reviews on iTunes, on Spotify. Um yeah. So uh plenty more of these coming out, more more reviews, more films to talk about. So stay tuned. Uh, we do have a bunch of other uh, film reviews to catch up on that we're going to be doing. Some things like that we actually haven't talked about. Cause I, did, did you guys actually? Re- I know we saw, but did we actually review Barbie or things like that? I don't think we did. Did you? Like we did. We might. We might need to do a spoiler review. So we'll get that in I there. I think we did one and said if Brandon saw it, we would do a spoiler conversation. There we go. That's what it was. You know what? You saw it, bro, and then I talked about it with you. But I don't think yes. So anyway, is that what happened with the killer of the moon flowers or food yep, flowers same thing, or whatever? Same thing. Killer, so killer same of the thing. flower moon. Mm, yep. So. Oh, according moon. to the website, you know what? According to the website, we never even put out what we thought about Broby. We waited on Brandon. Oh, 
shit okay well okay. Shit. we never so we got, posted it all so we got so we got things like that coming out so just stay tuned so uh plenty more stuff that we just need to put out that we were waiting for this time because it's always the end of the year and people this is this is time people say it's dead content but we always have a lot of content because we have a lot of films to talk about so just stay tuned we got more mm. coming out so again folks thank you very much for listening until next time we're out of here peace